You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 160th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt, uh, runner of the Jane Fondo Fondo Condo Condo in Minneapolis. Uh, this is Spencer in Boston, guys. I think Spencer. I think little guy was trying to go something with like the Jane Fonda Fondo. Yeah, condo. but it's a tongue twister, and I've been working on it yeah. a lot, but I, I messed it up. Tim, I should yeah, have well, left. I should have left it to you. You're the you're the hype man. Well, I know my pronunciations aren't the most popular thing in the world, and I'm trying to get better at them. So, therefore, we're going to go into my... You know, if, my... If, if people knew how much work you put into the pronunciations, yeah. I think they'd Hours. have a little more respect for you. Like, they don't... Like, you've gone to classes, repeat... Like, for years now, you're, you're actually nailing it most of the time. And I think people, maybe their ear isn't as good as yours is, and that's kind of yeah. where the disconnect uh, happens. Yeah. I know good. what you're really trying to do. I know you're really trying to throw that life preserver out to me, Spencer. I do appreciate it because, you know, after all those lead outs I've given you over the years, I really appreciate the payback. But here's the thing. I'm not the best at pronunciation, but if they were in my seat doing a top-rated Apple podcast that thousands listen to, I don't think they'd be able to nail every single pronunciation as well as they think they can. And so, you know what? Continue to yell at your screen. Continue to go on other podcasts and talk about my pronunciation. It doesn't hurt me. <laughs> I'm able to go right on through. And that gets me to this more important news, guys. Yeah. Top news. Top news. GFNY had a doping positive for a guy that finished in like 250th place. <laughs> hey, but how far would he have been like, down without the dope? Come on. I don't know. Might have got results. It was an out-of-competition test. So this speaks nice. highly of GFNY. We've talked about it, how they do the out-of-competition and the testing there on-site. Yeah. This guy didn't even like wasn't even featured. He was in the other RANs, and he got doping positive. How many so, people are in that race? Like 5,000. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah, that's, like that's results. 5%. That's pretty yeah. good. That's, if he goes home and he tells his friends who don't know bike racing, how'd you finish? And he'll be like, ah, 250th. And they'll be like, ooh. And he'll be like, but there was 5,000. I'll be like, oh, that's really impressive. Wow. You were way up What's there. It? So, yeah, so the, saw that the one two today. things that jump to mind are, are one, always when there's a doping thing at, at Grand Fondo, New York, is I'm amazed that they even test. It's, it's kind of progressive yeah. of them. But B, uh, the testing you know, that USADA does, it's always kind of targeted, right? Like, they probably had some tip or some suspicion on this dude, and they went ahead and found a way to get him, and it just so happened to be that test that got him. So it's not necessarily, I think, shedding Did a you... bad light on Grand Fondo, New York. No. My <laughs> G- GFNY, like, totally published that press release where it was like, this is the fifth positive in six runs of the of the GFNY, like talking about how they're testing, like they're spitting the, yeah. anyways, I thought it was well done. Um, 
Other news, uh, new segment I am going to uh, call the LeMond Lawsuit Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, yet another Greg LeMond lawsuit. This is the second of 2017. And it I got to admit, guys, that I'm starting to get a little nervous. When we handed um, our business card when we were bike racers back in 2006 at that one the, – the first and only annual Minneapolis bike show. Oh, you think um, it's coming up in the, in the order of business well, cards as he pages through them? <laughs> I got to talk to our uh, – our lawyer that we have on retainer, um, mm-hmm. Bill over at Crosshairs Radio, but I'm pretty sure that um, Statue of Limitations is like at the end of this year for that business card if he gets a paper cut or anything. Greg Lamond, another lawsuit. Um, don't really need to talk more about that, but that's kind of crazy that he is always lawsuiting. Wait, who's he suing? This one is for some people like media people in the Twin Cities that have been cyber squatting on his website and all of it, like some like 60 different sites that say like, Lamond Industries and all these different names. Oh, weird. Okay, that's, that's just a that's lot of lawsuits. Of yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I guess I'm not a famous three-time Tour de France winner. Yeah. He's like my favorite cyclist, so I'm not trying to make fun of him. But man, that's a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I don't think Fignon ever sued anybody. <laughs> we don't know. Just saying. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. So we got a ton of great emails that we're going to get to in a little bit. We've got. Um, Obviously, USA Nationals to discuss a little bit. Tour de France, our Velo games. Luke Warm is going to be reporting back from the Greenfield Crit and mm-hmm. some of the excitement that was up there in Massachusetts. I'm excited. There's a to lot hear to that. get to. We have a huge announcement at the end of the show that everyone's going to want to listen to. And um, so, guys, let's get uh, right into it with um, little guy's brand new segment: positive, positive negative. negative news. Oh, I almost said it in unison. I thought it was positive good. negative corner. Well, I'm going to call it positive negative news because it's news. It's breaking news. Andre Cardoso busted EPO. So that's positive and negative. But this one has a silver <laughs> like lining. A, like a positive test Wait, with a so, negative yeah, result. Yeah, exactly. So it's positive every, negative news. Every doping okay. thing is going to be a positive negative news. segment. Then. Yeah. So we've okay, had, so so we've had two so far this episode. Yeah, yeah, Cardoso. yeah. Cardoso. All right, Cardoso, on the track team, busted, but this one is good. No, Spencer, this one is special. This is our first one, and it's special because it's a positive, negative, positive because we get, let's say it all together, one, two, Two, three, three. Zubeldia! I was going to say Heimar Zubeldia, and then I wasn't sure which way you were going. We're all too excited. I I almost said Ibon Mayo. Oh man, That's I still got that I was. that like 2004 cycling magazine you gave me, Tim. That's got a Mayo and a Zubeldia interview in it. So good. He's okay. gonna win the tour someday. Zubeldia, here's my question, guys. <laughs> what the heck was Trek Factory Racing thinking, leaving Zubeldia off the roster in the first place? I, or did they know yeah. that a positive was coming? Right, <laughs> like they knew it was coming, and, they and then they're to- like. How can we spin the news? Like, yep. like here's something that would be seen by many as a very negative, horrible thing that's ruining cycling, right? Like, we've got a positive test in yep. July, it's, or right before the tour, reminiscent of days of old. And then it's, hey, guys, look at the bright side. Zubeldia is going to be racing. <laughs> or it's I, brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. Or, or it's or. something more nefarious going on. Was Zubeldia left off the team? And he was maybe feeling a little jilted about that, and uh, oh. maybe orchestrated a situation. If you, if you know, wink, wow. wink. If you know what I mean. I don't think he's that evil. I mean, 
That's some old grandpa tricks, though. I, so that you know, maybe like, Mayo I mean, would have done that. The man is the well, oldest yeah. man in the Peloton, and they always say age and treachery. You know, <laughs> I am I am so excited about Zubeldia being in the tour. Yeah. Um, and wow. therefore, that spun right into uh, Velo Games. I was just pressing F5 refresh the whole time for Zubeldia, and they finally update Velo Games to put Zubeldia in. Little yeah. guy, how many points do you think they gave Zubeldia? Well, I know because I saw your tweet. Six, I think. What, how do you feel about that? I feel that they're giving him two bonus points just because we were bugging about having Zubeldia on the Velo game. So they're I like, think, all right, well, three people are going to choose this guy. Well, I think it's fair because there's a chance, one, he's going to get points for working hey, for Considor, and two, he's going to get in a break at some point and get a top ten in a mountain Is Tim, Tim are you floating the suggestion that Velo Games is trying to derail your team specifically yep. by adding, by inflating the value of Zubeldia. Dude, this threw a whole entire wrench into this creation of my team yeah. that I had to get rid of one of my solid six-pointers yeah. to make – or sorry, one of my solid four-pointers because I thought I could replace a like-for-like, like, right? Like I had one of those classic four-pointers that I take, and then I had to up it, and I had to make a decision. And you guys are going to know who I had to make a decision – his last name rhymes with a toot. And I was sitting here, and this is my guy. This is the new future of cycling, and he's at six points. And now I have to figure out how to have him and Zubeldia uh, on the same up, team. You messed up, Tim, because you know he's going to at least go for a stage at some point, and, and if not win a stage, he'll at least but, finish top five, top six. Well, no. little guy. That's Zubeldia, why I want him, little guy. Zubeldia should slide into the tour's DMs in, like, a top ten position somewhere. Like, probably tenth, mm. maybe eleventh. I wish those days were still with us, but I, I, I don't think they are. Though I do think this... I haven't checked the bookies, but I'm sure Contador's odds uh, have increased. I mean, his chance of winning has obviously gone up now that he's got the crafty veteran to mm-hmm. guide him. Exactly. Oh, th- this is this is huge news. I'm excited. Um, my my Velo Games team, I did get it figured out. I do have a way to get both Tispanut and Conta, uh, and Zubeldia on the same team, so I'm very excited. You guys are going down, little guy. Can you please? Enter a Velo Games team. Yeah, because yeah. I'm gonna. You're not, I'm gonna you're not sliding out of this one. No, and I'm really gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right after we're done podcasting. I wrote myself a note. Look, you guys can see this note that I wrote myself. Yeah, I've got this. I got the pro cycling stats start list up right now, and it's already kind of giving me hives because there's so many good riders, and I I already am freaking out about what I'm gonna do. But uh, I, you know, I on the other hand am tranquilo. Okay, because well. I selected my team the the moment that it was available to do on Velo Games, which I think was uh, yeah. about two days ago, and then I revisited it uh, earlier today and and made one minor tweak, and I think the team Zabeldia. is perfect. I'm not going to disclose that information. <laughs> okay, well, there's a couple of things we need to get get out of the way first okay. off, since we're doing our contest, right? Once again, yeah. we're going to do the same contest. Where the so, winner gets to write the paragraphs for the two losing teams in our Velo Games Fantasy League. Yes. We'll give you the code. It's going to be tweeted. We'll have all that information for you. But here's the thing. Are we guys doing the rule again where neither – none of us can – we're going to handicap ourselves to, to make sure our listeners yeah. have a chance to win mm-hmm. and not yeah, choose Chris Froome. It is Froome. big of us to well, do that, you know? Here's I am not question. choosing Chris Froome. I'm going to throw that out there. I wouldn't prefer okay. that we don't choose Chris Froome. What about Quintana? I say no Froome or Quintana. 
Oh, I know this is going to no. hurt you, Timmy, but I don't. No. I don't think that's fair. I don't. I think Quintana is it, the no. way you. I'm out. No, here's the thing, Tim. You've convinced me over the last few months that Quintana is the equal of Froome. All your Quintana, like just fluffing and puffing, has got me believing that he's as good. So that <laughs> if he's that good, then he should also be on this list of writers we can't pick. I, sorry, Tim. You, I'm sorry. That, I mean, either makes... you're completely wrong about everything you've ever said about Quintana or we uh, you know uh, then we can pick him I guess see why did you have to qualify that for all of our listeners little guy you had to say that you're definitely wrong about Quintana (laughs) yeah you you had to say that little guy I don't know why you had to um, create the qualifier that I'm wrong about everything I say about Quintana in fact yeah but that qualifier messed it up Oh no! I mean, either you, you've been wrong, or, or or you're right. In which case, he's he's as good as Froome, and and then we can't pick him. I mean, that's that's you got to pick your poison. I'm well, sorry. I'm so picking. I, I'm picking. So no Quintana. Quintana. No Quintana. Got it. Cool. I've already got my my team. I'm tranquilo. I'm ready to move on, guys. We have <laughs> uh, already gotten some sweet so team names in here. Let we me have... let me give out the uh, the league code here, so yeah. uh, okay. so people can let enter me, because we do. Let want... me get a pen. Let me get a pen here. Okay. Yeah, okay. little guy, get a writing okay. utensil. Okay, I got uh, the a league pen. code five two four seven four zero six two five. Okay, that's five two not... four seven four zero six two five. Correct. Okay, uh, I got so it. So we're right. not going to repeat that again. You can hit the little 15 seconds back button on your iTunes player and uh, and take care of that yourself. And also look at us on Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod or on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod to find out more. Guys, the team names are rolling in fast and furious. There's some good ones in here. Little guy, first off, I just want to give a shout out to um, Beatus, who hits us up on Twitter to say, hey, 17 years ago, Nelly released his debut album, okay. which... It's kind of a deep cut, and you're like, why is a guy telling us about Nelly releasing his debut album? Well, turns out, Nelly also entered our Velo Games competition with a team name called Gateway Cups Revenge. So, a little St. Louis dig at you. And then you're sitting there, and you're like, wow, (laughs) St. Louis, things are looking pretty good. And then Matt Hartman hits us up with an entry into the Velo Games with Taint Effin Lewis as his name. So it looks <laughs> like it. we're growing our St. Louis uh, listenership, uh, which is fantastic. Um, lots of other good ones in here, but guys, Peepo is out. There's a new Peepo in the Velo Games. <laughs> and the taking the lead the of the Peepo. naming conventions is good old Jurij Sagan has no less than four teams named after Jurij Sagan on our Velo nice. Games competition. So New national champion by nine minutes. Peter shut everybody else down. Yeah. And he the leader made, on the Jurage well, names is the Jurage is still out. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. good. Solid. That's pretty good. That's solid. You guys know I'm taking Tommy Volkler, right? So that's the one you guys can scratch <laughs> off your list that you know I'm taking. <laughs> oh, uh, man, I better scratch and, that right off my and, list. And Timmy's got Zubelli. I'm trying to think of who Spencer's, Spencer's uh, have to pick is. You know, that's, that's the thing I'm wondering. It's like we each have a weakness. And my my yeah. weakness is Tommy Volkler. Tim's is Zubelli. And horrible French sprinters. So, <laughs> oh well, I can't pick Concard because he's not direct so, energy. He's not bringing him. So, it's tough. Yeah. Well, let's get into the tour, guys. Who's the favorite? 
Little guy, is it Froome? Is Froome playing the old Lance Armstrong trick where he's acting like he's sick and just not having it anymore? And he's in the driver's uh, yeah. seat. Were you shocked that Richie Port is second in the odds makers that's, choice for winning? That's crazy. I am. It is crazy. Do the odds makers not remember that he's finished two grand tours ever in the top 10? One of them 10 years ago or something? I just think that's crazy. I think Port's going to be up there, but. He's not the odds-on favorite. Anybody who thinks he is is crazy. He was super strong at the Dauphine, but this is three weeks, man. Something goes wrong. And look at, like, BMC is a good team, but holy cow, look at Team Sky. They got Froome, Haino, Nieve, Rowe, Kwiatkowski, Kirienka, Nies, Landa, and Thomas. They have four guys there that could credibly be a leader that you would yep. be like, yeah, that guy could finish top five at least, yep. bare minimum. Like, that's insane. <laughs> and they're all there working for Froome, who's already been the strongest guy. I made the mistake of going through the Velo games, guys, team names. I'm going to shut it now. I'm going to shut the window now. But right. uh, Mike Morris has entered Little Guy's surrogate team <laughs> as, as, as a team on Velo games. So, who's Little Guy, played? you don't even need to. Uh, oh, we don't get to know who's on that team yet. Dang, I want to know who's on, his te- <laughs> on that team so I can pick so like, my-, my other favorite. Because if he picked all the, like, there's at least 20 or so goofball riders I like. If he picked nine, I want to pick the other nine. You know what I mean? That way I, that uh-huh. I can like live vicariously through both teams. <sighs> so we are looking good on Velo Games. We were talking about Port never finishing. All these other favorites. Guys, do you think Luis Mentes has a chance to be on the podium? <sighs> South Africa's hope for the Grand Tour? The, the only tour podium finisher from a country in South Africa. Although Chris Froome was born in Kenya, he still claims Great Britain on his passport. Is Louis Menti's the future of African cycling? Wait, were you just claiming that Menti's has been on a tour on a Grand Tour podium? No, I'm saying he will be on the podium. Oh, and Chris Froome, for all those people that correct us for saying we're wrong about stuff, Chris Froome <laughs> says he's from Great Britain, even though he was born in Kenya. I don't know how that works, but you know, <laughs> the empire. Louis Menti's em- is he going to be the first uh, first citizen n- of Africa? No, and the sun never sets on the, on the British Empire. You know, no, I don't think so. Spencer, what do you think? Okay, uh, I think he, I think he will. Uh, Whoa! But, but not this year. That's a good call. I'm looking at his pro cycling stats picture, and he's not a day over 13. It says he's 25, but there's no way he's over 13. No well, you heard way. it here first, Spencer. Spencer hedging his bets now, for next year. Now, Mentees could certainly be one of those sentimental picks, little guy, uh, that you were looking for in Vela games. He's uh, good. I like him, but he doesn't He doesn't excite me. He's a good rider, but he doesn't attack. You know what I mean? There's, uh, there's so many attacking no, crazy riders. I'm just saying, pick, you know? if, there's, if there's a guy that I'm a sucker for, he would be one of them. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, there's that, so many good guys to pick from. I don't even know how to decide who's going to be top three in this thing. It's kind of nuts, though, as always. But yeah. what do you got? You got now? There's got a picks? good Twitter account. Well, oh, I got okay. some. There's a good Twitter account called VeloFax that's out there that um, was doing all like all the kind of like analyt- analytics. And one of the things that I uh, saw. Team Wanty, not so many Tour de France starters in history on that team. Pretty amazing. Not even on the list. Um, and they have one of the youngest uh, teams to, to enter the Tour right behind the Cannondale squad, average age of about 28 years old. So I I don't think we're going to see too much uh, excitement in the Tour this year other than Chris what? Froome uh, running again. Uh, you know, oh. the dropper posts on the Mavic neutral bikes, that would be pretty cool. Uh 
I don't know. Guys, this is going to be a great tour. I'm actually really excited. It seems it's more open than ever before. I'm I'm all I'm buying nothing but the Chris Froome doesn't have it anymore stock train. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you again because Chris Froome does not have it this year. <laughs> I really hope so. I, uh, yeah. I got a, I got a, I got a condo down in Miami if you're interested in purchasing. <laughs> timeshare. I got a timeshare. Yeah. So now I'm going to sell the next... you the whole condo, not just a timeshare. So that gets the next question, guys. Is um, this tour to France, is it going to be the best grand tour of the year? I'm just kidding. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Let's let the road decide. Okay. If you guys were doing a draft, if we were doing a top corner draft of tour to France stages yeah. of this year, what would it be? <laughs> Of well, stages? the first one and the last one. Okay. I pick the 14th and whichever one's on Bastille Day. Let's do a um, classic uh, rapid-fire roundtable, just quick little things you're looking at the tour um, as we move on. One of the things I'm looking at, Taylor Finney starting his first-ever Tour de France, mm-hmm. gunning for the yellow jersey in that first stage. Do you guys think he has a chance, yes or no, Spencer? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Little guy. Think he'll win the yellow? Sure, why not? He'll look good on the podium. I like it. I think it would be great to have him there. Pierre yeah. Roland, little guy, is this Pierre Roland's return to dominance? No, he's there to win stages. I think he'll win a stage. All right. I Maybe. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not, he's not going to do it. He peaked too oh. early. He's going to be sad. Another... He's going to get in those breaks, and he's no. going to get dropped from those breaks. Yeah, you could be right. He usually looks slow at this time of year. <laughs> another turning another question i have yeah thomas vokler's last tour de france yeah does he win on bastille day how amazing Gosh. would that be i'm assuming he's been sending checks to all the other french riders mm-hmm. in the race already just sort of like making he, sure it's it's yeah. known that he is ready to drop the loot for this because he'll save money on beer in the long run <laughs> if he just pays <laughs> up front you know you gotta uh-huh. th- you gotta think of it as an investment if he just pays for it Absolutely. now he'll he'll make it Absolutely. up over the next few another years another talking point mark cavendish yeah mark cavendish winning a stage of this year's tour no way no, no? I, okay. it's so hard to count him out like you, you can't like there's no i have nothing to go on but yeah, it's nope. is mark cavendish at the tour you know what i mean like he's I gonna know, win something much like vocler is a guarantee to win on bastille day mark cavendish <laughs> is a guarantee to win at least one stage probably the chance of Lise. do you think thomas vokler has enough muscle to take out whoever actually wins on bastille day you know what i'm saying like do you th- like maybe it's gonna him? be a guy from the wanty team that no one knows and he's off the front and he attacks thomas vokler and that he's like that guy's never gonna be seen again oh he'll get a uh, flat He'll get a flag. <laughs> Tommy's got guys out on the road. They're going to spread some tax, and then they're going to sweep them up afterwards. It's going to be fine. Well, you- I hope if it's a wanty guy that wins on Bastille Day, it is the only French guy on the team, Martin Guillaume. Yeah, totally you give me crap about it. my pronunciation. Totally How about that? nailed well, it. Well, <laughs> Tim, he did. He rolled the R, and that I think that's what really... <laughs> doesn't come through R- really sold it on the french pronunciation yeah, role in yeah. the r oh um, they got you afraid too i'm sorry i forgot uh, about you afraido <laughs> other talking point yeah did peter Sagan already waste his best victory celebration earlier this year when he was doing the luau across the finish line 
Or does he have something better in store at this year's Tour de France? I'm going to say he's got something more. I mean, the head the head, headline on Velo News right now is Peter will Peter Sagan win 11 stages. <laughs> so I hope so. <laughs> I sure think that? I think yeah. Sagan if he got my email, uh he's going to have the greatest celebration known to cycling so far. Like, well, not now, it's not even known yet. This is this is the best hands down Winning celebration. Is it the one possible. that you used to do that we used to practice and you never actually got this to is, do because you never won a race? Kind of like how I have mine that this, have to do with shooting dice. This is the one that we've practiced for years and years. And the only races I've won are on the track where it will be very difficult to pull this off because you need a lot of time uh, yeah. to really post it up. You're going to have to start about 100 meters out from the line. <laughs> I mean, this is a very good point, Spencer, that these celebrations, we practice these celebrations countless times, and I'm sure we're not the only psych group riders that are out there, age category riders out there that have practiced their victory celebrations. Oh, yeah. Um, yours, yours was pretty amazing. So do you want to describe it, or are we just going to wait to see if Sagan pulls it out? I mean, I'm, I'm sure he will, so you know, the world is going to know. Uh, so I don't mind. I don't mind giving a little preview of the remix. I think you should because if you say, if he pulls it out and you didn't say it, you got to stay claim to it now. Like this was the victory celebration, Peter, that I sent you. Yep, yep. So I sent Peter an email, uh, um, and Peter at uh, borahansgrove dot com, um, <laughs> and uh, and I told him he needs to he needs to make it rain. So as he's coming up to the line solo, of course, uh, mm. you know you just. You look, you get kind of a quizzical look about your face, and you sort of glance up in the air. Then you hold one hand out to the side, like, "Oh, is it raining out?" And you're like, "Oh, it is." And then you pull out the umbrella and you mime, uh, you know, raising up the umbrella and holding it over your head. It's fantastic. Well, I think what's important about the umbrella opening, Spencer, that it took you a few times doing this to really perfect was that when you actually open the umbrella you're flaring it out a couple times to really get the the spring open you can't just open the um this isn't a fancy british umbrella you know this is a good old-fashioned um um, american target umbrella where you really got to like make sure it works you know it's a golf umbrella you really got to send it up there and it's the umbrella celebration top notch yep and it works you know it works because you're making it rain even if it's sunny it can be a sun umbrella um, mm-hmm. There's lots of options there. So if you have your own victory celebration, make sure you email us them at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. We'll make sure to read them on the air. We'd love to share. Um, we've got a lot of great emails that we're going to get to on the uh, end of the uh, bend here and lots of tour de France talk still to come over the next three weeks. We might even throw in a couple of uh, special episodes, wink, wink, where we can talk about what's happening and give all of our expert analysis um, throughout the tour. Mm, Little guy, great. before we get to the, uh, the Prem Lap, anything of note that you want to finalize about the Tour de France going in? No. Great. Spencer, anything <laughs> for you? Uh, I think uh, I think uh, I think we've covered it. I don't want to give away any of my Vela Game secrets, which I'm sure is what you're digging for. Okay, and before little guy, I think you got one thing. I do I want do to just throw thing. this one out there, guys. Are we gonna see a livestock related crash at this year's Tour de France? I am saying yes, because I am also going to include that there will be a dog on the course. I'm going to count that as part of the livestock. Animal-inflicted crash at the Tour de France will happen, and I would be cleaning up 
on the world famous roller derby. Little guy, take it away before the prim. I I just noticed that Pino's on the start list, and so I'm I think he's going to win. And the whole Giro thing was a fake out. He was just there training, and he's just been faking us the whole year. It's a pretty good I like theory. It. I like that. I, like yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you have to go downhill at the tour. So um, no, all right. He's just training. Fuck's sake, kid. This is Adam fucking Myerson, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Well, what are we racing for? Well, little guy, we're on the pre lap. That means that, once again, we're racing for our friends at Health IQ. Health IQ is a company that gets you exclusive, special, lower rates on your life insurance if you are a... Um, you know, healthy individual that wants to uh, that that is uh, doing everything possible to uh, have a better lifestyle, and that's what they look for, and that's what they're going to be able to get you. So make sure you just go to healthiq.com/slowride, and um, it helps us out if you get those links. Um, they've been happy uh, seeing some of the feedback that they've uh, been getting and uh, talking to people about the different um, types of insurance that you can get. They are a life insurance agency. And they're there to save you money on your life insurance. So um, look yeah. them up. Yeah, and they're not uh, a life insurance broker. Like, they're the actual company. Like, they're not going to connect you with some other company. They're not the middleman. Um, they do the work themselves, and they and they find these savings for you. So that is uh, what the draw is. And, uh, you know, this podcast and this whole network is supported by HealthIQ. Um, so... We would appreciate it if you'd check them out, healthiq.com slash slow ride. Learn a little bit more, get a free quote. If you ride your bike four times a week, you're going to be you're gonna be saving a lot of money. Yeah. And then the next, uh, once again, the supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network, we really, really do appreciate all of your subscriptions. We have thousands of listeners that download a multiple of shows across the network. And a small fraction are subscribers to the network, and that actually is what helps us pay our bills. This is not a uh, um, we're not begging for money, but we like if, if you want to buy us a beer sometime, a great way to buy us a beer is to donate five bucks a month to the podcast, and then uh, that helps us out. Or you can do a one time only donation by going to the wide angle podium dot com. You get some sweet prizes. It's kind of like NPR. Um, we're always going to ask it out, but if you become a member, you can get like a water bottle at a certain level, some T-shirts, other great things uh, with the Wide Angle Podium membership, including exclusive bonus content. It's true. I, uh, I started releasing uh, some teasers, some the, some first episodes for the Pokemon uh, game They're that I'm wild. playing. It's amazing. I've released two episodes. I'm going to release okay. two more uh, this coming weekend. And then I'll do one a week after that. But uh, after the first four or five, the uh, the rest of them are going to be behind that uh, donor paywall. So only the only the network subscribers are going to be able to find out what the exciting conclusion is. Um, I'll tell you guys. You know, I think I mentioned it before. The uh, the main protagonist in my game is Peepo. He he may or may not it? make it through uh, these these first few episodes. So. Uh, if you've become attached to him like I have, you're going to want to become a donor and figure out yeah. how that uh, plays out. 
Um, but also there's a bunch of other actual good stuff <laughs> for donors. Uh, Consummate Athlete has a bonus content episode up with um, uh, Cyclocross, uh, USA Cycling Cyclocross uh, Team Camp Director, which is really good. Um, Crosshairs Radio has some up there, and, uh, and Honest Bicycle Program is teasing us that they're going to have some up very shortly. <laughs> cool. uh, this is Stephen Hyde with Cannondale cyclocrossworld.com and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah? Yeah. Alright guys, good preem lap, good sprint. Uh, Tim, sorry about chopping your wheel there. Um, I did want to say one thing. I know we give St. Louis a bunch of shit, especially me, but I did want to extend our condolences to all the racing community out there um if you guys saw that uh, i think his name is casey sanders who passed away in a crit in kc uh the other night so i just wanted to mention that since i do talk so much shit about st louis um i don't want anything bad like that to happen and it sucks and yeah mm-hmm. yeah very sad when i did see that i saw the press release from usa cycling um so good luck to the st louis cycling community and um we're definitely uh, thinking of anybody that's out there riding bikes. Yeah, be safe out there. So now with that sweet segue into a couple of reviews that we normally have, um, Hoffman Van Attackenstein, Hoffman Van Attackenstein gave us mm-hmm. six biggins, five stars. Love the show. You guys deserve six stars, so I'll give you five. Then log in on my wife's phone to give you the extra star. Looking forward to your Mitch Docker interview. So are we. Yeah, uh, Mitch Docker took a bit of the back seat as we're uh, we're working on coordinating the biggest of all interviews. And um, God, Tim Ingola hits us up with sports talk radio for cyclists. Five stars. All the arguing over minutia, all the curmudgeonly reminiscing about the glory days, all the navel gazing over men's pro cycling that you could ever want. It's great. Mm-hmm. So uh, two great reviews. I'd like to thank all of our uh, listeners. Make sure you go into Apple Podcasts. And look up the slow ride. Give us rate and review us. See if you can outdo the one star review we got from uh, Career Dave, or uh, maybe you can give us a seven and a half star review. Yeah, we have yet to get one of those. We need to bump that average back up. That one star really threw us off. <laughs> really bringing us down. That's eh, okay. We'll get there. All right, did, and guys, you, what go do you ahead. Want to say, Tim? Oh, I was going to say, did you guys get to watch any national championships this weekend? No, I was I was just going to go right there. I did not watch too much other than I saw Larry Warbass won the race for the Aqua Blue cycling team. Um, and I was curious as to what the Aqua Blue cycling team is. Uh, I'm assuming they're just a pool of water. Like they're sponsored by like a really refreshing pool. <laughs> I think it's a uh, continental team based out of Ireland. But yeah, that's pretty much all I know. Could be. I guess I, I should probably look that up, but I did see Larry, Larry Warbass won, and then Joey Raskoff won the time trial. Both, if I'm not mistaken, were former riders of the um, Hincapie Sports Development Team. I believe you're right about that. Seen a and trend on, here. And then on the women's side of things, Amber Nieben won both the time trial and the road race in Knoxville, Tennessee, which yeah, great it. cycling town. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Great cycling town. Totally agree. Although the finish line seemed it was underneath an overpass, which seemed a little weird. That was a little weird. I I only got to watch the women's race. Um, It was a good race. It was pretty exciting. I I wanted to watch the men's, but it's on in the afternoon. Bike races are supposed to be on in the morning. 
What's up with that? <laughs> they gotta get the time difference to. <laughs> they gotta move. I think they should move the U.S. Uh, men's national championship to like, I don't know, southern France or something, so we can just get the times worked out better. It'd be easier on me at least. <laughs> um, Might be a little bit easier. Yeah. So t- I, Tim, did you see who's uh, Canadian time trial national champion by chance? I'm just gonna assume it's Sven Tuft. It's Sven Tuft. Yep. Like the greatest. I mean, he's not retiring yet. Maybe Chris Horner could learn learn a thing or two from Sven Tuft. That's how you go out in style. <laughs> yeah, you don't win the Volta and then ride for a bunch of crappy teams. No, no. Keep riding for the same team and you win a team. I'm pretty stuck with that uh, that victory. Um, so na- the national championships happened all the way around. Um, you guys could talk a little bit more about that. But I did want to hit off on one email that um, we did get. Um, before I get out of here, this email comes to us from Nicholas Peterson and he subject line old Kleins. And he goes, hi guys. On a recent episode, you talked at length about old bikes, beater bikes, significant other bikes, single speed mountain bikes, etc. I too have an appreciation for old Kleins and it got me thinking, have you guys ever glossed over the fact that some, if not all the Klein mountain bikes have rear facing horizontal dropouts, yep. making them perfect candidates for single speed conversions? I mean, if you're going to be the weirdo still riding 26-inch wheels on the trail bike, you might as well go all in with ride single speed, right? Anyways, as a fellow Klein lover, I thought this needed to be discussed. Love the show, especially the eBay watch list segment. Nothing better than geeking out on old and rare bike parts. So, gentlemen, Klein single speed mountain bike, is that what I should put on my watch list? Just that frame? No, no, no. no, no. So, they don't exist, but I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to admit. No, but to make one. I'll be the first to admit the only reason back in the day, this is probably early 2000s, that I started paying attention to Kleins and what they were was because of those dropouts because I wanted to make a single speed mountain bike out of the uh, Rascal. And they they came, they had a hot pink Rascal and I was waiting for that to come along and never never really materialized and then I moved on to uh, other bike designs. The N plus one took over, so... Um, I kind of got left by the wayside, and I wish I had pulled the trigger early on that because now they're now they're pricey. They are very pricey. Yeah, and uh, some of those dropouts they had different dropouts through the years. Like they changed slightly. They're short. Like, yeah, they're short, and some of them are longer. I don't remember if the Rascals one. It's weird. It, you have, you you can dig deep, and they use like different dropouts all the time, and and different ones some are better for single speeds than others i had mine as a single speed briefly but i did not like you said spencer the dropouts were too short and i still had to run a chain tensioner so yeah boo yeah you so i should still just search on clients for the paint jobs is what you're saying yeah sure (laughs) i mean i base it around the paint job if you're just building the bar bike it's all about the paint job yeah you'd be pretty limited in your options for doing a true like single speed Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you could pull it off. You probably do like that well, thirty six eighteen, and that's the only gear you have, or whatever, because the chain doesn't work otherwise. It's too short or too long because of the yeah. dropout. Uh-uh. Well, it should uh, it was a great question. I, I when I saw that, I was like right away, hey, you know, this is exactly what we want. Great to see other Klein lovers. If you see a Klein out in the wild, hashtag Klein Corner. That's uh, with a C on the corner, and make sure uh, we'll find it. And little guy, I'm going to set you up as I uh, step out, and that's going to, of course, going to be another Greenway story because as I'm going to hockey this evening, I've been in the weight room a lot lately. 
<laughs> yeah, you have been. Uh, I can tell. You look ripped, uh, which is good because you're going to have a little one to carry around soon. I was riding uh, on a trail the other day, and then I was cutting through a park, and I noticed a guy, kind of the only guy in the park. He had his pickup pulled up right next to the walking path, and he had his barbells out there, and he had some big weights, like huge weights, and he was going to do some deadlifting just in the park because that's what you do. But this gentleman was, I would say, 65-plus, quite portly. He looked like he was maybe ripped in like 1975 and he'd really let himself go, but he decided to get back into deadlifting. And so there he is standing there in his short, 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 shorts, just getting ready to deadlift. And so I slow rolled because I wanted to see the whole kneel and jerk or whatever it is they do. And they get down Shit. and they throw it up and they go, Aah! and they okay, scream I, real loud. I, I don't think it's the kneel and jerk. I'm just going to. I think it's called the kneel and jerk. Um, but. Anyway, whatever it's called, they do a thing where they like grab it, they throw it up, and then it goes over their head, and they hold it for a couple seconds, and then, um, and that's it. So he didn't do that. I rolled slow, and he reached down like he was about to do it, and then he thought better of it and looked around and adjusted uh, his shorts by pulling them out of his butt. And then I was like, all right, I can't sit here anymore and watch this dude because his shorts were so short. And I rolled away. And that's what I saw in the park. Do, do, do. That's what I saw in the park. That's that, my story. I, I don't know that we, I think, I don't. <laughs> that's a good story. That's not something you see every day. No, it's not something you see every day. Uh, or ever. It's 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 ambitious. I'll give him that. Maybe that's, I mean... Maybe that's how they used to do it back in the day. You just take your weights to the park, and and now there's all these fancy gyms, and everybody yeah. goes to Lifetime Fitness and Soul Cycle, and they're, you know, it's hookup culture, little guy. That's really changed the game. And he just wants to work out, man. He doesn't want all. He doesn't want the attention. That's yeah, why he was just hiding in the park. Yeah, he's not trying to. He's not. He's not susceptible to Lululemon's new hot yoga pants, you know, no. fashion forward stylings. He no, no. just wants to get the work done. Yeah, that's why he had those shorts on from 1975. It was weird. Sounds weird. I saw that yesterday at work. I thought that was pretty great. I don't know (laughs) if that's the adjective I'd use, but I could see it being uh, (laughs) being a situation that you would remember. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. It was definitely not what I expected to see riding through Boom Island. Um, Keep your eyes peeled when you're at Boom Island. That guy might still be there just ripping it. but other than that, I do have one other thing, which I should have said when Tim was mentioning that Klein story, which is a guy in the Greenway mm-hmm. waved at me. I didn't know him. He just gave me a little flinger, flinger flick, finger flick, like a little two-finger salute, hello. And then yeah. I noticed he was on a Klein. Nice. So of course. I'm assuming we had some sort of bond or maybe listens to the podcast, and he was like, you're going to want to say hi to me. I did want to say hi to you. I did want to look at your bike more, but you rode the other way, so you are gone. So. <laughs> that's pretty good, it's a good i have not a good seen any clients recently it's a bummer i'm gonna um buy my license soon and actually maybe dip my toes in the crit waters later this really? month and i'm hoping i'll get to maybe see a client or two out at the crits because they still make great crit bikes people uh bring them out let me see them but <laughs> you know we'll we'll see if i actually do that well i'm trying to make myself I hope you do because we need some. We need somebody to be doing some actual racing around here. 
Tim, Tim only crushes gravel these days on the weekends, yep. and yep. and I'm retired, so you're retired. And well, Tim's going to be retired pretty soon, um, effectively, I, at least for yeah. a while. So I am somehow the hope of this podcast. Don't know how that is, but yeah, I don't know either. I I mean, I downgraded myself uh, to Cat Three, and it's still not enough to make me feel like I want to jump into races yet because <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing the work, so it's going to be a painful experience. Like it's yeah. going to get dropped. So yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm like, can I, can I downgrade yeah. again? Like I I'll never, see why you can't, I'll never get back up. I but mean, I f- why I, get back up? <laughs> I, th- I think I can hang in the fours just fine. Well, I mean, I think I, I mean, can hang in the threes just fine. If I rode my bike like a couple times a week. Yeah, I think you could too. I think, but if you want to do fours, I mean, th- then you just show up to you. You do the math. Uh, how many races can you win per year before mm-hmm. then you have to take a one year break so the points go <laughs> away, uh-huh. <laughs> and you and you lose the points, and then you show up the next year and you're like, oh man, I didn't buy a license in time. All my points are gone. All my upgrade points. Oh no! And then you show up, you win a couple races, and everyone's like, who is this guy? What's this jerk? I figure if I just wear a different kit every time, they'll never know. Well, that's true. I mean, you could probably just make up a USA Cycling number and use Tom Boonin's picture like uh, (laughs) Vanderbrook did or whatever that one time years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. It reminds me a little bit, and I know we've told this story at some point on this podcast before, so some of our uh, very astute listeners may have heard it, but um, at Jingle Cross, when, when Tim registered with the name Tom Boonin, (laughs) <laughs> and true. they and they called him up to the line and john Meehan, the uh promoter of jingle cross was calling up names and then went tom boonin yeah. and he was like i don't think that's right <laughs> but just sort of laughed it off and let it go that was uh, uh one of tim's better moments i gotta say that was his better moment and that's hats off to uh tom jingle cross for being a great race promoter and for it's true they've with us being at his race so often through the years um and doing stupid crap like that (laughs) that's true they uh they continue to do stupid crap and to put up with our our shenanigans um despite us being you know geographically so far away these days um we've been tweeting back and forth with them and uh reminding them how awesome their website used to be when it was like so good you know, made with frames and uh, and real basic <laughs> HTML, and so uh, very very web uh, 2.0. It was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Had the little Santa sleigh cursor and the falling snowflakes, and uh, we were teasing them about that. And they actually updated the site and put snowflakes on there. <laughs> so really? c- currently there are that. snowflakes, and and they one upped it and added in little crosshairs, uh, CX hairs logos. Mixed in with the what? snowflakes that are falling down now on the site. That's oh, incredible. well, that's really cool. <laughs> that's super cool of them. Uh, that's the best race. It, I know I didn't so pick it in it, my top I, five last time, but uh, definitely American races, American cross if, races. It's yeah, and so Crosshairs, Crosshairs Radio actually did their version of our draft, uh, top corner draft that we did uh, a couple episodes ago. Copy and they... Nice. They, yeah, I know, total copycats. That that show, um, those guys. But uh, I was shocked, shocked to my core that no one picked Jingle Cross, and um, and in U.S. races like uh, 
Gloucester and DCCX were picked. Yeah, uh, East Coast bias. Uh, Asheville Nationals was picked, which was, you know, probably a good pick, but yeah, Jingle Cross has to be on there. I think people so I, don't respect how good that course is despite yeah. it being a World Cup. So I don't know. Have those guys been? Did they go last year for the World Cup? I, I don't I think Bill was there, yeah. There. Yeah, I thought he was there. So he knows. He saw it. What's his problem? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know but either. Hands um, down, best course in the U.S. I haven't raced all of them. I'll put that asterisk out there, but I've yeah. raced a lot, and it is far and away the best course. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's great. It's our, it's I our need to own little Koppenberg. Yeah. Write that on my on my notes next to Vela Games. I need to register for Jingle Cross. Yeah, it's probably coming up any minute here, yeah? I think it opened a couple... I think it opened at the beginning of the week or something. Hmm. Anyway, I don't know. Do you got anything else? Uh, I'm going to go quick that Tim's gone, pick Chris Froome from a Vela Games team, and then just <laughs> be done for the night. Just between you and me, don't tell Tim. Yeah, we'll both pick Froome, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Fruit and Cantana. <laughs> yeah. And a bunch of fours, a bunch of four pointers. <laughs> yeah, just I think we'd probably still win. <laughs> uh, gosh, might. That's true. I sometimes think about yeah, like all the the possibilities. Who knows? Um, could do something maybe I'll totally pick a wacky. second maybe I'll pick a second team just to experiment with. Mm, do something yeah, weird. Yeah. Do some nice of these idea. goofy ideas and, and if it fails I'll never mention it. And if it works out really well, <laughs> I'll do it next time. That's a good plan. That's a good plan. I mean, it's also another chance for you to come up with a punny name. Mm, yes. Um, but right, yeah, do well, you have anything else here tonight? Or? I mean, we got a we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I wanted I wanted Tim to be here for some of it, so I might have to back burner this uh, our green our Greenfield crit interviews. Oh yeah. Um, I also met a guy this uh, this weekend oh, yeah. at the um, Fitchburg Criterium. He Stopped me as I was walking along and said, hey, are you Spencer? And I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, I listen to the podcast. My name's Joe. Nice. And I was like, hey, awesome. Thanks. Like, really appreciate that. You know, thanks for listening. And he's like, he's like, I'm about to race this crit. You guys got me into racing. What? That's insane, considering how Absol- little racing we do. That's great. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That is really cool. Well, we've made a difference. We've done it. We're making Positive a difference. Note. We, Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was really cool. I really appreciate him stopping me, uh, to say hi. And, uh, I, I'm going to have to scour the results and try and figure out how he did in his, in his race. I don't know if it was his first race or if, uh, if he just had started this year, um, because of us, but he's definitely, you know, a a new racer that we have brought into the scene. So Derek Bouchard Hall, you can send our commission, uh, to (laughs) the solar ride podcast at gmail.com. Definitely. Or just hit us up on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Or, uh, you know, even slide into our Instagram DMs. That's fine. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. Hopefully, yeah, I, uh, this podcast will make me do a race at some point. Yeah, let's see if we can get little guy into racing. That's our next goal. <laughs> um, I also I didn't see... I didn't see if he had an awesome aluminum racing bike or, or oh, what, but uh, one hope. can hope. One can hope yeah. that we've influenced that as well. That's where you got to start. Hopefully you start <laughs> on something good like that. You, you pretty much got to put in your time on aluminum before you can. <laughs> you know, I feel like if you went straight out and bought a carbon bike and you haven't experienced the uh, 
the sensations that are aluminum frames, then uh, <laughs> maybe you haven't earned it. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about this before. The Cat 4 field should not, the, the bike should not be so fancy. There should be, just to get people into racing, there should be like a like an investment limit or something the first couple mm-hmm. of years, just uh, monetary-wise, so that people just ride as opposed to spend on. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, because it freaks people out. You show up for your first crit, even though you've been riding a lot, and you're on, like, uh, I don't know, let's just spitball here. You're on, like, a Centurion Dave Scott, maybe, with a Shimano 600 group, and you look around, and you're like, I thought this was the beginner's race. What the <laughs> hell? And you uh-huh. get all freaked out. And then it's not so bad, and you don't need more than three gears for crit, so it doesn't really matter. But, you know, it's still it's still kind of, it's just crazy. The it is crazy. Bring. I mean, you could show up, say, for instance, with a, uh, a second-hand aluminum uh, custom-built Rust Denny road bike. Oh, yeah, you could do you, that. And you, like, piece together some uh, some nine-speed Shimano, like, mm-hmm. piece by piece from eBay and yep. and put that thing together with some aluminum, you know, wheels of some sort. And uh, and you show up, and then these guys, yeah, they have carbon bikes, and they have ten speed gears, and and you're like, do I might need ten speeds? Do I need ten speeds? Like, yeah. And uh, you know, you just uh, you run yourself ragged worrying about it, and then you finish in the pack, and you're like, hey, I didn't die. That's great. And you do it yeah. again. But then you start thinking, oh, I could have won if I'd had that one more gear. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I look back at it, I think it was the one gear. <laughs> I, I I famously, in my mind, I, I'm sure no one else remembers this, but I famously lost the Cat 4 5 state championship road race because uh, I, uh, I must not have had that one gear. Like, yeah. I, I ended up fifth place. I remember I was, that one. Uh, Ten more meters, I would have I had it, or ten less meters. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it uh, haunts me to this day. Haunts me to this day. <laughs> Cycling, you are a terrible, terrible friend. Yeah, I love you dearly. I remember that race. That was a good result, though. Fifth. I mean, I cramped up. I got that bumped was, off the road, and I cramped that was, up. I was gonna say that's the race you bump, got bumped off the road and like descended through gravel on the side of the road for a oh, few meters. That was sweet. It made Tuffy <laughs> scared. Tuffy, if you're out there, I know you like that. That was a sweet descent, wasn't it? That race was pretty fun. Um, but I didn't have it in the end. I somewhere have a picture. I'll have to put it on our website at some point. I have a picture of you holding up your hand that you got fifth. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that That's I took amazing. on like I I took it on my old digital camera. This is like ten year plus years ago. So I yeah. somewhere I've never might seen be on that. my it might be on my other computer. So if I can resurrect that thing and get that hard drive to do anything, oh my I'll god, I'll find this picture. I'll, I'll tweet that instantly right. if you uh, if you send that over. I've never yeah. seen it. That would be amazing. I know, I know I have it. I remember being like, what'd you get? And you were like, five, and you raised your hand up, and I took a picture. I got, I'll got. i find it. All right. I'll have to find it. Yeah, you got to do that. Awesome. Start, start doing some <laughs> research on that. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Tim does the outro usually. Let's see if I can mm-hmm. do this a little bit. I know we have to thank BK1. Yeah, that's true. For our intro and outro music. Yep. Off. Um, you, you can skip the album if you want. I mean, I think. Oh, just for our intro and outro music. It's good. It's awesome. You hear it and you know it and you love it. 
Yeah, you may know BK1 from Rhyme Slayers Entertainment, which is a huge, uh, excellent record label with lots of great music on it. You may also know him from making the playlist for my wedding, which is coming up. Yeah. Um, we also want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in. We want to thank the supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network um, that uh, keep the lights on around here. It is uh, it is not cheap. Um, we want to thank Health IQ. Definitely go check out Health IQ. They've done a lot for our show and for the network. Um, Honestly, one or both of those things would have definitely folded uh, if it wasn't for Health IQ uh, and their support. And we're still here, and things are good uh, because of them. So check them out, healthiq.com slash slowride. I can't stress it enough. Um, They're great people. Uh, I chat with them from time to time. They check up on how things are going. And... uh, it's been a great partnership. Um, you can also find us and all the other Wide Angle Podium shows on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever its name is now. Um, if you already subscribe, leave us a review. If you don't subscribe, smash that subscribe button. Um, smash it. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's what I got. Um, Tim is normally in Orlando, but he's not here. Yep. I'm in Minneapolis, and I'm right here. And I am in Boston, as always, um, this is Spencer, and I'm going to remind you to always wave at all your fellow spandex-wearing nerds that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod.